1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Storytime, where we talk about all things real estate. I'm your host, Saad Munir. Today's topic is a bit of a controversial one, some would say at least. Buyer agency agreements. I say controversial because I know some folks in the industry who swear by living, including agents who will not work with a client unless they sign one, and others who absolutely hate them, including some attorneys I've spoken to on the topic. Now, what is a buyer agency agreement? Every state has them. There are 14 states that actually require them, but a buyer agency agreement is a legal contract presented to a potential client, in this case, a buyer of real estate, with the intent of establishing terms and conditions of an agency relationship. That is, the agent representing the buyer. The main things included in these agreements are the term, that is, how long the relationship should last, price range, type of property being sought, and also if there are any fees associated with the arrangement. That last piece is important because as some of you know, at least currently and for the last 30 years or so in much of the U.S., the way things are set up is that the seller offers a buyer agency commission that is paid once the transaction closes. In a buyer agency agreement, an agent can specify that if a minimum percentage of the purchase price is not met by the seller when it comes to the buyer agency commission, The buyer may need to make the difference up. More on that in a bit. Now, before I get to my personal thoughts, a few bits of info for you to set the stage. First, according to NAR or the National Association of Realtors, uh, from their 2023 profile of home buyers and sellers, 89% of buyers this year have used a real estate agent to purchase their home. Of those buyers, 91% Signed a buyer agency agreement. That number is actually 92% in Massachusetts. So, buyer agency agreements are even more heavily used in Massachusetts compared to the rest of the country, even though they are not required here. Massachusetts is not one of those 14 states that requires a buyer agency agreement. The most common type of buyer agency agreement is the exclusive right to represent agreement, which gives the buyer's agent the exclusive right to represent the buyer. In their home search for that term and the typical term of a buyer agency agreement is 90 days i've seen longer shorter etc so let's take a quick break to address a couple of listener questions and then dive into my thoughts on buyer agency agreements hey everyone sad here from Storytime. i hope you're enjoying all the talk about real estate i absolutely love it and i have been having a ton of fun putting these together for you if you're liking what you're hearing, or even if you've learned something new, one thing that would be super helpful is if you would leave a rating on Spotify and a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. It would mean a ton to us. It helps us reach more people and build a community of real estate enthusiasts. Also, if you have any real estate questions, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me through my Instagram handle. That's Saad Munir. I'm easily searchable, but S-A-A-D. M-U-N-1-R, the I is a one, and I might even be able to answer your question in a future episode. Thanks again for tuning into Storytime.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: So first question, my family is outgrowing our current home and we're torn between renovating or moving to a larger house. What are the general pros and cons here, and how can we make an informed decision that's right for our situation? So this is an awesome question, but there definitely is not a simple answer here. Not having to move, especially if you like your location, is a huge pro. But renovations can be expensive. They can be time-consuming. They can be a huge headache and a process when it comes to dealing with vendors permits etc every town is different every city is different when it comes to permits but that's going to be something you're going to have to deal with on the other hand moving can be exciting but you've got to factor in competition budget condition of that property interest rates the whole line there's definitely no cookie cutter solution here but this is why talking to both an agent and a lender if you'll be getting a loan is really important as you kind of evaluate the, the pros and cons and, and and what makes the most sense for you. Second question. I've been saving for a down payment on a home, but I'm worried about the financial aspects of becoming a homeowner. What advice can you offer for managing the costs and responsibilities of home ownership? I'd say treat home ownership like, like a business. Um, you need to track your expenses. You need to do a budget. You need to know what are the fixed versus the variable expenses, uh, all the costs. There are a lot of first-time homebuyer and homeowner classes. Uh, Take one, take a couple, uh, and speak to other homeowners you know and trust. They can give you a lot of insight. Um, Basically, just have a plan. It's not the type of thing you should fly by the seat of your pants on have an emergency fund you can tap into if needed understand how insurance works in the area you're interested in literally every state is different every location is different uh, what the taxes look like that's something that a lot of people forget about property tax is very real and it's something that needs to be factored into your equation have a list of trusted vendors you can call on for various things HVAC electrician plumber you know mold remediation a roofer Lots of different things. These are helpful contacts to have when you need them uh, or, or just to get kind of get their input on certain things. And if you don't have that list, you definitely know someone who does. So ask around, ask other homeowners, talk to your agent. They'll all be able to help you. Know what your monthly inflows and outflows are. And at least semi-regularly know what the appreciation is looking like because that is the biggest component to your building wealth. This is your biggest purchase ever and likely your largest asset, you won't be able to plan for everything, but at least having a plan that you can adjust down the line if and when needed puts you way ahead and it's going to make you a lot more comfortable. So hopefully that answers your question. Now, let's get back to our topic for today, buyer agency agreements. Okay, so how do I feel about them? Simply put, I hate them. The wait side, 92% of buyers sign them in Massachusetts. Correct. And my buyers are among the 8%. I'm going to tell you why. Agents especially, listen closely. As licensed real estate agents, we already have a responsibility to represent our buyers properly, don't we? We don't need a piece of paper to remind us about that. Our job is to act in our client's best interest. It is our fiduciary responsibility with or without signing that agreement. That's number one. Number two, what a horrible client experience to require a client to sign a document, tying them to you no matter what. What if you and the client are just not jiving? Uh, what if the client is unresponsive and the 90 days elapses? What if the client wants you to do some things that aren't part of your mantra or, or, or they're just straight unethical? Uh, yes, you can mutually agree to terminate the arrangement, of course, but that's an awkward conversation to have. Right. And, and in my view, it's typically can be avoided pretty easily. That's number two. Number three, are you really going to have your client pay an additional fee to you on top of their purchase price because the listing agent is giving a lower commission on the listing than you'd like? So, for example, just for those who aren't familiar, you know, like a standard commission uh, for the most part in, in, in Massachusetts is two and a half. If somebody's offering two, Are you going to have your buyer pay the extra half percent? I mean, it's not the buyer's fault that the commission is lower. Again, what a horrible client experience to have them do that. More than likely, you can say goodbye to any referrals from that client. Agents, you've got to be thinking long term here. Now, what do I say to my clients on our first call about this? Uh, Honestly, whether they ask or not, I mean, typically say something like this. Mr. and Mrs. Client, you may or not be wondering about this, but one thing I'd like to share with you is that unlike other agents, I do not require my clients to sign a buyer agency agreement. I firmly believe that we do not need that in order to begin our relationship. We will provide you the best possible experience and give you everything you need, as we've already discussed, in order to get you to the closing table as seamlessly as we can. However, If you decide you don't want to work with us for whatever reason, as always, just be transparent and communicative with us. You have my word that we will do the same. Folks, exude confidence. I'm talking to agents here, right? Exude confidence. Make it a no-brainer decision for them. Make it so they feel like, well, this guy's super confident. This girl's super confident. They know what they're talking about. Like, just have that mentality going into that conversation. Why would someone not want to work with you if you say it just like that? Now, I mentioned this earlier, but I've had some clients who might take a year plus to find a home. I've said this in other, other episodes. Do I have them sign a new agreement every few months? I told you, like, right? Like most buyer agency agreements are around 90 days. I mean, oftentimes, they don't know their search will take longer. They might want to buy something ASAP, but they may not be able to for a variety of different reasons. Uh, you don't either. You, there's no way you can predict when they're going to be able to land something. Things happen, of course. Searches get delayed. The market is tough. Things fall out of agreement, etc. cetera. Again, it just creates a tougher client experience. Buying homes is already stressful, right? And, and these types of things just add to it, in my view, unnecessarily. Now, I don't have any stats or data to support this next point, but my guess is the likelihood of getting a single referral from a client that signed a buyer agency agreement would be far lower than if that same client didn't sign one. All else equal. If any agent listening wants to challenge me on that or discuss offline, do reach out. I would love to discuss, hear your stories and get your thoughts on this. So a bit about my business when it comes to buyer agency agreements. I did the math literally a couple of nights ago. 98.9% of my buyer deals, these are deals that have closed already or currently have offers accepted but not yet closed, were done so without a buyer agency agreement. 98.9%, again, the the stat is that in this year, in 2023, 8% of deals do not have a buyer agency agreement. Mine is almost 99%. The only time I've had my clients sign one is when there's a lender requirement for it. It's rare, but it happens for certain programs. If it wasn't for that, the number would be 100% for sure. I've never required it myself. That being said, uh, you're probably saying, okay, well, Saad, okay, you're confident and you know things have gone pretty well for you, but you, know, like, it, it, you just gotten lucky. Let me challenge that for a second. I've lost a couple of clients over the fact that I didn't have somebody sign a buyer agency agreement. I've even lost a multi-million dollar deal. That stuff hurts, no question. And maybe if I had them sign a buyer agency agreement, those hiccups wouldn't have happened. But I've done 29 buyer deals this year so far, and 23 of those were referrals. I know referrals are about a lot more than whether or not a buyer agency agreement was signed, but it definitely plays a factor. It's the beginning of your relationship. You take a little bit of the pain for a whole lot more game in my book. <clears throat> so in closing, look, if they work for you, that is buyer agency agreements. Um, if you're an agent, if, you're, if you work with buyers and you have them sign buyer agency agreements and your business is thriving, you're, doing, you're you know you're doing a good job for your clients, all that kind of stuff, more power to you. I'm not telling you to fix something that's not broken. But what I am saying is client experience comes before everything else. A great client experience is, is great for the client and it's great for your business. I promise you that. Like I just said, not having your clients sign a buyer agency agreement is not a silver bullet, but it's one of the first things you have a new buyer client do, right? All I'm saying is try and start the relationship on the right foot. Just my humble opinion here, there are far more pros that come out of not making them part of your process than there are cons. It's hard being a buyer agent. Don't make it harder, is my point. On that note, one caveat to this is that there is a lot of action around the idea of the seller no longer being required to give the buyer agent any percentage, right? There's there's, there's litigation and what have you happening nationally about that particular topic, specifically when it comes to NAR, the National Association of Realtors. So that's something to kind of keep tabs on. If that were to happen and be widely adopted, That would certainly change things here. But at least for now, a couple of things to keep in mind any any ramifications from that could take a while. And two, it's a topic for another day. So I'll definitely cover it at some point and we can talk about it offline as well. Um, And I will say this too to buyers out there if your agent is asking you to review and sign a buyer agency agreement, just make sure you read through the whole thing. Uh, It'll be described as a tool to protect you as the buyer but let's be real. So again, read it. Uh, That's all for today, my friends. Thanks for joining us on Storytime. I'm Saad Muneer. Until next time.